Hi you guys, welcome to episode 24 of Vibing in Valentino. So today our guest is here to talk about everything feng shui and zen and transforming your space. So keeping up with the theme, my weekly weakness has been reusing old designer boxes to decorate my house so this is nothing new i've been decorating my house with cartier boxes for a long time but it was only recently that i used boxes like my louis vuitton boxes my hermes boxes my ysl boxes as decoration for the apartment and it's really cute it kind of helps if you guys are trying to surround yourself with you know abundance and developing like a more glam high vibe mindset i think it helps because it's kind of a constant reminder of anything fancy luxurious and just kind of adding that into your space so little ways i use my boxes i kind of just leave them out as decorations sometimes i'll put stuff in it like stationery in my hermes box i use my ysl box as a shelf for my flowers and like these boxes are so high quality like i don't throw them away i used to use one of my boxes for like my textbooks it just it won't look as messy so that's kind of like a little decor tip I was actually inspired by Kylie Jenner. Like I think one time she did like a video tour of her house and she had these Hermes boxes everywhere and they were so cute and I was like, that is such a good idea. And you're not adding to, you know, the landfill that is already so overwhelming. We're staying green, we're giving your place some abundant vibes. And with that being said, let's get right into a conversation with our guest of the week. you're in the midst of redecorating, this is the episode for you. Our guest this week is a feng shui expert who has worked for some real high-profile clients, including Gwyneth Paltrow, Miranda Kerr, Paula Abdul, and Ashley Tisdale. Anita Rosenberg, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. One of my Hollywood neighbors. <laughs> I know you live right here. It took me a half a block to walk over. It That's was very amazing. exciting. When I reached out to you, I had no idea you lived so close. You were I, like, well, you were telling me the building, and I was like, I think I'm looking at your building out my window. So how perfect was that? Our neighborhood has good feng shui, yeah. since we're mentioning it. Yes, because really feng shui, when it really comes down to it, people want to know what color should I paint this? Should I put my toilet seat down? Mm-hmm. Where should I arrange my couch? And the reality is that has nothing to do with what feng shui really is. You know, it's 4,000 years old. Some people say 3,000. It's the ancient art of the environment and placement. And it really is where's the water, where's the mountain. So out of our windows, we have the Hollywood Hollywood Hills, Hills. where the Hollywood sign is on the mountain. And that mountain formation is called a greedy wolf formation, which is an amazing formation for money and success. So we benefit, we reap the benefits of the energy coming off that mountain. So just just sort of a little tidbit that's interesting, because I know a part of what you wanted me to talk about was telling people, ooh, if you're redecorating or you're doing your house, here's some feng shui tips. And we can work at this, it's called the small tai chi, which is the inside of your house, and we can tweak things. But basically, if you live in a great place, if you live by the beach, so you've got the ocean, ocean energy, by a lake, 
by a mountain. Um, if you live by great uh, features, natural features in the environment, your house or your apartment is going to have really good chi. Oh, so is that why maybe people are more inclined to get like a, a house by the beach? or a house up on the hills? Is that kind of like the natural inclination that some people have? I mean... Well, if you look at your neighborhood, so you've got, you've got people who are listening in from all over the world, right? Well, look in your own hometown and look where the expensive uh, neighborhoods are. Yeah. The expensive neighborhoods are going to tend to be in very desirable areas that might have natural uh, water formations mm -hmm. um, by rivers, by lakes, by maybe in the hills, yeah. by mountains. Um, Los Angeles, if you go down to the flats, it's South Central, it's not a particularly good neighborhood. Right. It doesn't have good chi. Right, right. So if somebody calls and says, you know, I live in a crappy, basically, they don't say I live yeah. in a crappy neighborhood, but if they live in a crappy neighborhood with not a lot of good chi energy, uh -huh. and life is not so great, and they want to, oh, feng shui is that magic, you're going to sprinkle some fairy dust at me, I'm sorry to tell you that's not going to happen. Yeah. We can't really lift you up to great heights right. when your feng shui environment is not so great it's not going to support it that doesn't mean you can't have a lovely sacred space inside mm -hmm. because not everybody's going to live in a big fancy neighborhood right, right, right? right so you can only do so much when you're not in that environment but you can elevate it to a certain extent you can i mean the one thing that because you had asked me before we turned on the yeah. uh, the uh, microphones was if i did chinese astrology and that's yeah. actually one of my specialties it's called batsa chinese astrology and the concept is this is is all an elemental conversation so feng shui is an elemental conversation we have five elements we okay. have earth water fire metal and wood Oh, wow. So in Chinese astrology, it's also an elemental conversation. Mm -hmm. Everything in your life is in your chart. Mm -hmm. It's going to tell me, you know, if I look at someone's chart, I can see how many times they'll be married, if they'll get married, how many kids they might have, um, what kind of careers you should have. We can even say if you are better off living at the beach by the water or better off living in the mountains. But everything in your life is in your chart. So when I feng shui someone, mm -hmm. I want to personalize it. I'm not yeah. going to just slap some generic feng shui. So right, I right. always ask, what is your birth date? So I can get your chart. And then we can personalize it because whatever is going on in your life, we want to anchor those intentions mm -hmm. in your environment. I'll give you an interesting story. Okay. Since you mentioned a few celebs. So one celeb that I can actually talk about who I adore, who's terrific, is Miranda Kerr. I love her. I know. And she's, she's so got nice. an amazing business, Core Organic. Mm -hmm. She's a big entrepreneurial CEO of her company. Mm -hmm. And she married a fabulous guy, Evan yeah. Spiegel, who's from Snapchat. <laughs> so when I first met Miranda, she wanted to get remarried. She was with mm -hmm. Orlando Bloom, and they had a baby together. And I was uh, feng shuiing her Malibu house. And okay. she was missing the spouse palace in the house. It was not a square shape. It was an odd shape. Mm -hmm. So I suggested to her that she needs to cover that space with an outdoor patio, just enclose it into the house mm -hmm. so that she would complete it because without it, you're not, she was not supporting the spouse element. So that was one thing she could actually do to help. Although we also looked at her chart, we looked at some people she was dating's charts. Yeah. Um, she gets an A plus in feng shui because she went out immediately, I think in the next two weeks, she covered it, she basically enclosed it, uh, uh -huh. the patio, uh -huh. squared her house off, 
started dating Evan seriously, engaged, married, and then I picked her dates to have her baby. She just had her second baby with him, and in her chart it said she would have two babies with him, and he has two babies, so I said to her, shop is closed. You just had your second, you're done. Now that's what I've told her, but I'm pretty sure that that's uh, what's going to happen. So it's pretty exciting because those things are in your chart. Mm -hmm. So it's all kind of predestined for you. It's a little predestined. I mean, listen, the one-third is called man luck, and it's what are you going to do about it? So Uh one-third is your earth luck, which is your feng shui and where you live. Okay. And that was in closing the space. Mm-hmm. One third is your Batsa, your heavenly luck, your mm-hmm. Chinese astrology, Western Vedic astrology. You know, you can see kind of the destiny of what's happening mm-hmm. there. And then one third is called man luck. What are you going to do about it? You have to take action. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you can't just sit there and just wait for things to like. Happen. No, I worked with two people last week who really want to be in relationships. So we really worked on something. I was called written talismans, and we created like, what is your wish or your goal? And got very clear. Mm-hmm. What are the three things you're willing to do you have to take action yeah. you know what are you willing to physically do and then what do you want the universe to do right. the universe to do might be you light your magic candles you have your magic crystals mm-hmm. which you know I carry both and I love those mm-hmm. but those are those are man luck they are intent is really important mm-hmm. and belief but you also have to have a game plan right don't yeah. you think a yeah focus on game plan of course I believe a lot of manifestation some people will say that it's like you just manifest and sit and visualize all day and you don't take action. That's not what it is. I think when you are more in tune with what the universe is trying to say to you, you get these moments of like inspiration and you go out and do that. You take action right away and then that's when you start seeing the rewards or the blessings or the changes happen in your life. It's not like the universe is going to hand you $10,000. I think the universe hands you an opportunity or a way to get to it, you have to do something to, to get there. I agree with yeah. you. No, you totally really nailed it on the head. Yeah. You know, interesting, one of the, I had a workshop a month or so ago, and I think this is one of the magical components of Chinese metaphysics that mm-hmm. I'm really into that nobody really knows about. Uh-huh. It's called Qi Men Dun Jia, and it's the magical mystical component. Um, until recently, only old men in caves knew how to do it. What? Women didn't know it at all. Okay. But my teacher is Joey App. He's out of Malaysia, and he's been teaching this the last few years. And one of the components in there, in Chimen, is your um, deities or guardians of destiny. And we all have 10 guardians of destiny at different strengths. So um, it's a lot of what you were just sort of talking about. What I've been teaching people is to identify, because it's in your Chimen chart, who are your strong energy patterns. You put your back to that direction. You meditate and you ask. You don't even have to ask nice. It's like, you know, Alexa or Siri. You say, Alexa, play rock. Alexa, yeah. play jazz. Alexa, yeah. play rap. Right? Yeah. So it's about making requests from the universe. Uh-huh. And then what you do, actually, after you do that, you look for signs in the, that are out there. It might be a song on the radio. It might be a billboard that's advertising something. So how I used it, my highest level is called harmony. I have level seven harmony. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my back to Southeast. And Harmony's about networking and connecting with people. So I was in a big group of a few hundred people. We were learning to do this. I had my back to Southeast. I went into meditation quickly because I meditate every day. And I asked for two things. I asked for high-end projects, celebrity clients. Mm. Boom, that was it. Snap my fingers, done out of it. The whole rest of the room was like lost and whatever. <laughs> 
and I didn't know what to expect, but two hours later, I got a phone call. I was in New York City to feng shui a $64 million listing. I didn't even have a price for $64 million. Like, my price was so insulting to me, I guess. Then he paid me double, and it still wasn't very much money. It was really amazing. And then two weeks later, um, I... So talking about you have to take action, um, I was at a light bulb store on Beverly. My girlfriend had a store called Tweak on the other side of the street. I thought, oh, I'll go visit Tara, say hi. I went in and she said, oh, I'm glad you're here. I just got a call from a manager and she wants to give Christmas gifts to her top clients. Let's create something. So I created this yearly wealth profile that I do. And the, do you wanna know who this, the client she gave me? So I got celebrity clients in one, moment I got that's how I got Miranda Kerr and Gwyneth uh -huh. Paltrow and Jen Aniston Orlando <gasps> Bloom Justin oh Thoreau God. Selena Gomez I mean I just asked for more celebrity clients because in my business it's nice to have a few people yeah. that you can sort of chat about right. and, and because I'm also I was one of the first female directors mm -hmm. in Hollywood in the late 80s my friends and uh, my clients are all in the film business yeah. and they're all creative people so yeah. it's the world I know and yeah. it's the world I understand yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. but the point of the story is man I got them fast yeah and I asked and so I love the deities now it doesn't <laughs> you don't get that quicker results all the time right. with everything but it's what you were mentioning you put the intent out mm -hmm. you can do your visualizations you do all everybody has different techniques so um, I encourage people and empower them to do those techniques but then you have to like if I did not get out of the house right and go to the light <laughs> store and decide to walk across the street to see Tara it wouldn't yeah. happen it yeah. would have never happened yeah so sometimes you just sort of follow your intuition and you just kind of do but you're open yeah yeah See, you can't just be in the house all day long and have wait for opportunities to fall into your lap. It doesn't happen like that. <laughs> so, okay, let's get into like really specific. What exactly you said feng shui is an old form of connecting with the elements, but what exactly is it in, like in terms of real estate or decorating your house? Well, let me just give everyone a few key tips they can apply in their house okay. today. So the most important, one of the most important spaces is called your Ming Tang or your Bright Hall. That's your entry, right? So when you walk in your front door, do you have a do you have a bright space? Do you mm -hmm. have space? Sometimes places are made and you walk in and you're just boom in the space. Yeah. Well, she has to kind of hang like a guest. Okay. She has to come in, hang out for a little bit, circulate, and then go through the space. Mm -hmm. If if the guest shows up and is like boom, I'm already in. Where do I go? Do I go to the kitchen? Do I go to the living room? Where do I go? It's it just spills out. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure your entryway when you come in, your foyer is lovely. You can mm -hmm. put a little side table. I like a shoeless home. You know, it's not technically feng shui, but I feel like your shoes pick up energy outside and dirt. Yeah. So let's take it off. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. the same way. Are you do the shoeless home? Yeah. So nobody can have shoes in my house. That's an important space. Another very important space is, of course, the kitchen, because mm -hmm. in the old days, when Chinese people had money, they had food. Yeah. So the stove is very important. So check and see, is your stove across from the sink? Is it across from the refrigerator? Is it next to the sink or the refrigerator? Because if it is, it'll cancel out the fire. So the, the kitchen is a fiery element. Right. And the stove is fiery. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about the elemental balance. Mm -hmm. Well, the sink is water and the refrigerator is water. So you always want to make sure that the sink placement and the refrigerator placement does not cancel out the water. 
So that means if your if your sink is across from your directly across from your stove, it cancels it out. If it's directly next to your stove, it cancels it out. So if somebody, I'm actually looking at plans right now for someone's building, and I wanted to make sure there's space between the sink and the refrigerator mm -hmm. and the stove. Also, we do not like stoves on the island. That's a real yeah. feng shui no-no. Okay. But you can have a sink on the island. Okay. So what if there's like a little bit of space space between? yeah you need a little bit of space okay so it's not like directly adjacent mine yeah. i have like my stove in like four inches and then it's like where the refrigerator is is that okay enough? it might okay. be but you know but just so you know when you get your when you build your dream house uh -huh. you want a little more space okay okay there's a lot of space between the stove and the sink yeah so that okay. works out okay okay you know, and then the last room we really care about is the bedroom because yeah. the bedroom is where you spend a big chunk of your time and the bedroom really has two purposes only. Mm -hmm. It's for rejuvenating, rest, relaxation, and sex and romance. That's right. it. Right. So it should be a very yin space. Okay. And we don't want uh, we don't want the exercise equipment. We don't want the laundry stuff. We don't want a desk and computer. We would like no ceiling fan, which is way too choppy. TV sets really we would prefer not they not be in a bedroom. But if you do have a TV set, make sure it's inside an enclosed cabinet that actually goes down or cover it inside a cabinet. Got it. So you can close off that energy. Just Got being it. turned off does not turn off the, the EMFs and the harmful energies mm -hmm. that come from a TV set. So the basic rules of the bedroom are, the, the bed is the king or queen of the room, mm -hmm. should have two bedside tables, two bedside lamps. They do not have to match, okay. but yin and yang, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you could add a bench or seating at the end of your bed to make it more grand, that's really good. Okay. If you have space, add a little seating. You know, okay. add a couple chairs, a little bit of seating. You don't want any mirrors. Mirrors in the bedroom also stir up the chi. It's too active. So we want everything that kind of calms down the space. Oh and gosh. if you're looking for somebody romantically in your life, decorate with pairs of things, twos of things. And I don't mean pair of the fruit. <laughs> I mean pairs, twos of things, yeah. right? And if you're single, do not have pictures of anybody in the room. If you are uh, in a relationship or married, you and your significant other, that is it. So if you're married, no pictures of your kids and your in-laws. No, aren't your family having sex with you in oh the bed? Oh my god! No, they are not. No. Oh my god! Oh, no! Oh, I gotta move that. I have pictures of my parents, my brother. No, they do not. No, they do not. They don't belong in the intimate space, which is your bedroom. So we'll move that away. Okay. I am like the queen of mirrors. Like I have like a huge mirror, like floor to ceiling mirror in my bedroom, and a vanity table. Yeah. Maybe we'll go take a look at that after this. <laughs> it's just it's too much. It's very active energy. Your okay. your your nervous system has to slow down into some like low. I don't know. Alpha, theta, brain yeah. frequency, okay. and mirrors stir it up too much. Okay. So I know people like to have a mirror. You want to see yourself looking, getting dressed. Mm -hmm. But if you have a dressing space, or if you have a space um, that's like off to the side, mm -hmm. it's it's much preferred. Got it. What one a story someone told me many years ago. I just remembered this. Uh -huh. She she was saying to me she um, she had ended up marrying an old friend of mine. But before she was married, she said she had a mirror at the end of her bed. And somebody said that every time she looked, she just sort of saw herself and it just, it, it does is it magnifies being single because it's just me, me, me. You live in a me, me, me world when you're getting up in the morning and seeing yourself. 
and that and so she ended up moving it and then she met this an old friend of mine and ended up getting married so yeah you have to what do you look at every day when you get up from your bed is really important is it a lot of for a lot of people it's a tv set so it's the yeah. world outside themselves if it's a mirror you're just looking, looking at, at yourself, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly where my vanity table oh, is no. right at the end of my bed oh, oh my god. god those are just some basic tips yeah. you know i did write a book called Feng Shui Lock. It's only $20. It's on my website, but I'd love for to invite everyone to just go on my website. I've got lots of goodies and candles and crystals and things. Oh, and I got this. I can't wait to light this candle. I know. We gave, got you the success yes. candle. Just because, look, success is a feeling. You know what? I don't know what success is to you versus success to someone else or success is to me because it's a feeling. Yeah. Some people can be super successful in the eyes of someone else, but not, not feel, feel it, it right? Yeah, right? So the success candle really just sort of vibrates and gets you to that space mm -hmm. where you feel your own success yeah. and good where you're at. Yeah. You mentioned yin and yang. Can we talk a little bit about yin and yang elements? Do you have to balance it in every single room? What, what is exactly yin and yang, by the way? So not necessarily, but when I go into feng shui a place, I look at it this way. Yang spaces are large rooms, okay. high ceilings, okay. large furniture. Okay. It can be very sexy, like bachelor pad, but it can be icy. It can be a very icy and cold. Yang is the more masculine component, so it's just, it's just a little cold. Okay. It's not as warm and cozy. Now, okay. yin is small rooms, lower ceilings, lots of tchotchkes, smaller furniture, mm -hmm. and that can be warm and cozy, but too much is Granny's house. Uh, I have been in people's places where it's like, oh my god, I feel like I'm in Granny's house. Uh -huh. So it is nice to okay. balance, like look, you can't put giant furniture in a little room. Mm -hmm. It isn't going to fit. Right. So here's an example. I functioned with someone recently who lives out at the beach. She lived in a large house. Her furniture's large, and she moved in a really cute, smaller beach cottage. So her ginormous furniture is in her small beach cottage, uh -huh. and it is just swamping and overwhelming yeah, yeah, each room. Yeah. It's too much. Uh -huh. So okay. she put in, like, the bed is like the whole room is the bed, and the living room is like the whole living room is the couch, mm -hmm. So and the coffee table, and she is, is, is like, there's no room for anything else. So we really had to take a look, and um, look, not everyone can afford to buy new furniture. Right. So we just kind of came up with some solutions to try to make the space um, a little cozier for the chi to move a little bit. You know, think of me meandering chi, those meandering energy moving around. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what you want to do. Otherwise, it just seems too large and stuck. Does that make sense? Right. So I think that's really a easy way to look at yin and yang. So is feng shui really about the movement of energy, or is it about bringing in like those Chinese elements into our house or like you said like the stove and stove is fire, the sink is water. The Good question because a lot of people think if they've been feng shui they're going to hang the Chinese coins in the corner right the, and all the little Chinese things and that would be if you wanted to live in a Chinese souvenir shop. So, you know, if you're in Asia or in China specifically, they're very um, superstitious. Yeah. So there's, and I love those things. I mean, I love me some food dogs, you know. I love the, I love to have all those visual elements. Yes, you've got what, bamboo shoots. So yeah. yes, I do bamboo shoots. So those things are kind of yummy, but again, they're in the man luck category. So they're nice to have around. Does that make sense? So those would be what you think 
think of is, oh, we're going to bring in these elements yeah. and it's going to make our feng shui feel good. Yeah. What it is, is, is the first thing you said. You nailed it. It's chi. It is. Yeah. It's just about energy. Do you have positive, good, happy chi in your space? Mm -hmm. And so the craft or the art of feng shui is how do we bring this positive energy into our space. A lot of times it's just being a happy person, right? Mm -hmm. It's just being a happy, positive person. If you've got a house full of sour, depressed people, then your cheese is all off. It's going to be just a little low energy. Yeah. I don't care how beautiful everything is. It's just not going to feel that good. Right. So you kind of want to work it from every level. So right. you really just want to take a look and you want to see, is my chi feeling uplifting? Is everything sort of flowing? And there are, look, there's no band aid cures and there's no quick fixes and if I could go into everyone and throw fairy dust and go okay you've been feng shui and walk out the door yeah. I would love to do that but right. it doesn't really work that way yeah but there are you know there there every room has different rules and different tips mm -hmm. which I shared a few with mm -hmm. you of the, of the important spaces yeah. You know, when you're sitting at your desk at the at your home office, mm -hmm. you want to be facing one of your good directions, and that can only be determined by your your Chinese chart, your Batsa chart. Oh. So your Batsa chart will tell us what are your good directions, and you want to face one of those. Okay. When we do feng shui, we do a Bagua map of the space, okay. and it's based on the direction the house or the building is facing, okay. right? And uh, it either matches you or it doesn't match you, and there's going to be four good sectors in every space and four not good sectors. Mm -hmm. So ideally, you want your bedrooms in a good sector, your entry in a good sector, you know, the rooms you don't use that often, garages, possibly laundry rooms, guest rooms, they mm -hmm. can be in a negative sector. Okay. But there's no perfect feng shui. Yeah. So you, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't get upset about what you cannot do. Mm -hmm. You just really sort of focus on what you can do. Yeah. You know, one of the exciting things they do every year um, it's called the uh, feng shui activations. Okay. So these are specific dates, specific times, and specific sectors in your space. And we have two different ways to trigger chi. It's like acupuncture in your house. Okay. And it's really one of the highest levels of feng shui. It's kind of exciting. So for wealth, we fill a large water vase with water. We place it in that area at that time, and we leave it for either two weeks. I like to leave it longer because I just want to ensure the wealth chi comes yeah. into my space. Um, there's other activations for relationships and health that might be moving furniture. Mm -hmm. And so we move it for two hours and then we move it back. So if you were in China and you had your feng shui expert give you dates, they usually have their staff do it. Yeah. Like the, you know, the, the housekeeping staff. Right, they right, just right, go, right. At this hour, I need you to move the bed, the dresser, the couch, whatever, for two hours, move yeah. it back because they're cleaning. Yeah. You know, for us here, anyone can move it is the point. You don't have to be the one that does it, but somebody has to do it. It's sh it's called, it's shaking up the chi. Okay. It's shaking up the chi in the space. So are those dates, you said two days a year? No, 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 no. There's going to be a series of dates. I usually get those dates around November, December, okay. and they might be in like December, January, and February because the new year starts February 4th. Mm -hmm. But if anybody emails me, you can get on the list, uh -huh. and then I, you can't have a date that clashes your chart. So it's more complex than uh -huh. like, here, I'm going to throw some dates at you. Right. I can't clash your chart, and, it, and it's very specific, so you have to have a compass. Um, I mean, it's a do-it-yourself because I just yeah. give the dates out and I give the explanation out, but it's it's really pretty powerful. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. So I'm it just sort of tossing out a lot of different things because I want everyone listening to realize it's 
there's so much more to feng shui yeah, that, you know, it's not, well, it's not clearing your clutter. I mean, I did Western feng shui at the beginning. I mean, we didn't really talk about how did I fall into this, but I'll just give you the quickie story, mm -hmm. which might explain this. Yeah, so I, I'm an artist. I went to art school in San Francisco, mm -hmm. and then I went to NYU graduate film school, yeah. and Spike Lee was in my class, <laughs> and I moved out to Hollywood to direct movies, and mm -hmm. my goal was to direct a Hollywood movie by the age of 30, mm -hmm. and at 29, I directed Assault of the Killer Bimbos. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> and before that I wrote produced a movie called Modern Girls about girls going to nightclubs in LA looking for guys. So when they were, you know, late 80s chick flicks and I really thought there'd be a career for female directors and I was in the business for 14 years mm -hmm. and there really wasn't a career for female directors yeah. at that time. Uh -huh. So I started hand painting furniture and decorative accessories and going back to my art roots mm -hmm. and I grew a million dollar business up in the Hollywood Hills in my garage. Fun. And eventually my That's business amazing. grew yeah. so big, I started importing from China. So now I'm in Hong Kong and I'm on a tour of the peak and yeah. the tour guides feng shui this and feng shui that. And I'm like, what is this feng shui? Yeah. I need to know because I want feng shui. I want yeah. it in my place. I want to be more successful. So originally I learned it to create the booths at my trade shows to do better. And then I thought, this is so fascinating mm -hmm. and it's interesting. And um, so I started studying it and getting degrees and I've been doing this full time for 19 years. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So when I first learned yeah. it, I did learn the Western school. The Western school is what everyone thinks. Where's my furniture placed? What color should my walls be? What color's my bedding? And clearing the clutter and mm -hmm. I just thought wow if I have to tell one more person to clear their clutter I'm gonna go nutty yeah um, and I uh, was in back in Hong Kong and I was meeting with a master who said you should meet this guy Joey Yap he will talk to you about Chinese astrology and I, at that time I thought it was what you said I'm near the rooster I'm near the rabbit yeah. and I learned that's actually just what is on the placement at the Chinese restaurants has very little to do with, who you with are. really the depth of who you are. And I've just found it to be a fascinating study and I just go deeper and deeper mm -hmm. in, into, into the elements. So I still have my roots in Western feng shui and I still want your place to look fabulous. Mm -hmm. But if you were really going to what feng shui really is, it really doesn't matter mm -hmm. what color, where things are placed, how your art is hanging, your symbolism. Okay. But it's nice to combine. Yeah. So that part doesn't matter as much as looking at the flow of energy, how it relates to your chart. And the direction. It's all direction-based. So everything's timing and direction-based in all these sciences. That's why compasses are so important. Mm -hmm. You need to know where's the energy coming from, what is the direction, is the direction in alignment with you, is the timing in alignment with you. You know how you wake up some days and you just feel like, I'm in the flow, yeah. I'm going good, everything's yeah, yeah. like an alignment, and some days you get up and you go, there's nothing I can seem to do that seems to, that's the general concept mm -hmm. of everything, every practice that we do, whether it's chi men mm -hmm. or bots or feng shui, how can we naturally go with the flow? Mm -hmm. How would you feng shui a room to draw in abundance, wealth, and success if you didn't know somebody's chart? like a very general there isn't I mean I hate to tell you this but there is no like wealth sector of your house you cannot stick like some wealth got it items in that area um, and expect to be more wealthy so I just want to be really real about that yeah. 
there's just too many other components. There's crystals that I really love that are great for wealth. I mean, I love aventurine, anything green, green crystals bring in money and wealth. I mean, that's a, that's one proactive way mm -hmm. you can do it. So I like displaying certain crystals. I have a money, money candle that I like. Mm. Whenever I like it, I do get more clients. Yeah. So those are the tools that I use for money and then the feng shui wealth activation. But as far as giving people a generic tool on what yeah. they can do in their house to bring in more money, there just isn't. Yeah. Now romantically you can. You can look at your house and decorate with twos of things and okay. pairs of things. And you can kind of, you know, single girls tend to create houses that are single girl houses. They have no seating that a big guy can sit in uh, or a bigger person, right? Uh -huh. And they think, okay, I've got one chair. Here's my little section here, my section there, my section there. So I, I think on a Western feng shui vibe, mm -hmm. you kind of can look at, is my, is my space inviting for someone else to come? Got it. Like if you look in your closet, if so you look at it this way, if your closet is full of clothes, you have no room to go out and buy a new pair of jeans or a new mm -hmm. dress, right? Because there's nowhere to put it in the closet. Right. So you kind of want to keep some space in your house, some right. space in your closet, some space to invite somebody into your life. Mm, got so it. So that can be but really make, helpful. Making room. If somebody was looking to purchase a house or look for a new apartment, are there certain layouts of an apartment or certain aspects to a house that you would tell them to completely avoid? Yeah, there is. You know, when, so Ashley Tisdale's a client and um, she was looking for her new house and was sending me a lot of spaces and places. So the, the key thing is the way the house faces, the direction will tell us if it's an East or West Squaw house. Mm -hmm. And then we look at a person's chart to see if they're an East or West Squaw person. Mm -hmm. And you want the house squaw to match you. So her previous houses didn't match her, which is why she never stayed in them. Mm -hmm. So she would call me after she was in them and go, how can we tweak and fix it? And I'm like, Ashley, you gotta buy a house that matches you to start. So she picked a house, it matches her, it's great, and I love it. So mm -hmm. that was the, that's the the first tier now if you're you you don't have your wall and you mm -hmm. don't know the direction look for a apartment building or a house that is a square or a rectangle because remember the Miranda Kerr story it was missing an area it was like an L shape yeah so when you are missing a sector you're missing an area of your life you're missing uh, a component okay. and it affects someone in the house so if you can get a square or rectangle, it's preferred. Okay. Um, I actually just did a, uh, last week, for a very large apartment, new apartment complex, uh -huh. four-story four building. I think there's 12 units per floor. Mm -hmm. It's a U-shape. And we're gonna talk this week. I don't like oh, the U-shape. Yeah. I mean, it's a U-shape, and a lot of places are, because what do they have in the middle of the swimming pool? And the communal areas, right? Mm -hmm. But a U-shape is missing an important one important area yeah. so um, I know they did it so that more people would have windows right and so there would be an area for everyone to hang around mm -hmm. but it proposes some issues for the people living there mm -hmm. so that's what I would look for I would look for you know I would avoid L shapes uh -huh. and U shapes uh -huh. and I would try to go for squares or rectangles oh okay there's this one thing that um, my family and they mentioned it was like a feng shui thing they don't want any roads that lead directly into the house so it's like if you drive into a neighborhood and like the 
the main road is like leads right up to your driveway. They don't want that or to the front door of your house. They said it's bad feng shui. Is that right? Absolutely. It's called a oh, T really? intersection, a T junction, and that chi of the road, remember it's sharp chi, uh -huh. hits the house. Sharp chi. We don't want to do that. So that is not desirable. And I get called in frequently when someone already lives in there and they're like, how do we fix it? And it's like, well, yeah. we can band-aid you, but... Um, but it would be better not to have it. Yeah. You know, so the only things you can really do is you can build a fence to to, to source to, to block the energy. You could do landscaping to block mm -hmm. the energy, but I would avoid I would avoid that house yeah. or yeah. that building. But is it the same thing where it's like upstairs it's like the elevator opens up and it's like the hallway and then it goes directly in front of somebody's apartment door. Is that not good feng shui either? The only thing about elevators, because I just finished doing in this project last week, mm -hmm. is you don't want the elevators in the middle of the property. Because the middle of a house or the middle of uh, a building mm -hmm. is supposed to be quiet. It's mm -hmm. the grounded stable and you've got an elevator shaft yeah. that's going up and down, up and down and moving, so that activates it. So one of the things is if you are looking at a new house, mm -hmm. you don't want a kitchen in the middle and you don't want stairway in the middle of the house. Now, you're talking about some people have apartments. Well, you're, you know, listen, you're not going to sit and analyze your entire building. Yeah. You're going to say, I like this building, I want to live here, and I want to pick a nice unit. Yeah. So you're going to pick the unit that you like and that you look at. But I'll do this. I, I thought, you know, this would be like kind of a nice wrap-up here. Mm -hmm. I'll give everybody some tips. It's yes. more like numerology. Yes. It's not feng shui. Okay. But if you add up your address and reduce it to a single number, it gives you the personality of your place. So if it's your house and you reduce it, so what is your apartment number? 13, 1 and 3 is 4, correct? Mm -hmm. So it's a number 4. Mm -hmm. Okay, your apartment would affect you the most. So a number 4 is for grounding a famous person, someone who's on the rise. So this is great for you in your world of being successful and being an influencer. This is your sacred space to come and be stable and ground yourself. That's what a 4 is. Yeah. If you lived in a number one, mm -hmm. it's for new beginnings. It's better for single people. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's about kind of if if somebody's gotten a divorce and or someone's getting their first apartment, that would be a great for not for them a number one. Uh -huh. Two is for couples and pairs. So if you're in a relationship, or let's say you're single and you move into a two, it's a great place to have somebody move in with you. Mm -hmm. Three is for creative people, so people that are artistic and creative, so have like a music room or an uh -huh. art room, and four is for stable, grounding a famous person or someone who's very successful. Five is for people who like to entertain and jet set travelers, <laughs> so those are people that are usually in and out a lot. Uh -huh. um, six is for of service to others. This is great for nurses or doctors mm. or healers or people in the service business. Yeah. Seven is spirituality, things money can't buy. So this would be a great house to put your Buddha statues, mm -hmm. um, your things that sort of feel spiritual, your crystals. Yeah. Eight is money, so okay. this is a good space to bring in money and hold it in. And nine is the ultimate number, because if you add up one to eight and reduce it, it becomes nine. So nine uh, is good for everyone. So uh, check out your addresses. But yes. actually, this information actually is in my feng shui book. Okay. Along with, I kind of talk about the 
feng shui uh, myths and truths mm -hmm. and I talk about the T intersections and mm -hmm. I also go room to room and I do give you some western feng shui tips okay. and that is on my website yes. which is anitarosenberg.com if okay. anybody wants to go on <laughs> And you're drop your Instagram as well. Ah, so Instagram's Anita Rosenberg Studio. Okay. And then Facebook is Anita Rosenberg. And then Twitter, which I'm Hollywood Shway, but I, I'm not that active on Twitter. <laughs> but you can Twitter and follow me because when you post Instagram, it goes right to Twitter. Yeah. Right but no, I'm really big on Instagram. Okay, so good. Yeah, I really like the Instagram yeah. and lots of pictures. And I'll post crystals and candles yeah. and Mercury's going into retrograde, people. Oh, yeah. It's what already you, crazy. What are you going to mitigate that for yourself, that Mercury retrograde? So the only thing I know, and it really, really works, I do have a Mercury retrograde candle, and I lit mine today because okay. things could, I was saying, in emails that were like I didn't go through and then I was like I really have to type it again mm -hmm. it's one of the few things I know that really helps so that's one thing but Mercury going into retrograde a good practice is be patient okay do a lot of follow-ups did you get my email you know mm -hmm. did you get my message and realize that you know things maybe didn't go through right yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good time to finish things finish projects I wouldn't start anything new during a Mercury retrograde okay don't buy anything, don't buy anything expensive, and don't buy anything cheap. You all have buyer's remorse. You will return it. I returned a $3 item years ago. This is like, oh my God, what was I thinking? And what will happen is computers will get wonky and electronics and things will go down. Yeah. And so I have actually purchased a new computer during two Mercury retrogrades and they didn't work and I had to return them again and I know better but I had to yeah so and I would not sign any contracts during Mercury retrogrades so avoid signing any contracts just oh. put it all off till it goes direct okay it's gonna be three weeks and it's already wonky so it gets wonky okay. a week before funky for three weeks that is a little wonky the week after so just be prepared but it's a really good time to finish things yeah. finish and end and just kind of Reflect. Get, get into your zone on things that are already working and just be more patient because everybody's going through it. Okay. Thank you so much, Anita, for coming to talk to me today. Thanks for having me. Thank it was really fun. So I hope much. everyone learned a little something and get out there and feng shui yourself. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Anita. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Anita Rosenberg. Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. If you guys found this episode entertaining or educational or inspirational, then please give me a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. And I will see you guys next Friday on Vibing in Valentino. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe, have fun, and I'll see you guys later. Bye.